This is Carmel Bear, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Tuesday, September 26, 2023, 7.30 p.m. Sharp as a tech. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your lovely hosts, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely hosts, the Josh and Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. We appreciate people in Discord. Second start times down in the description below. Thank you at Levi Oki Illustration for all the beautiful art. Josh, how you doing, pal? I is nerdin'. How are you, Gar? You know what? I'd say I'm not doing uh, half bad. Not half good, but not half bad. We've continued to get out of bed every morning, so I guess in some way that is a win. Uh, what what has uh, transpired in your life in the past three days? Anything exciting? Anything sexy? Anything spicy? <laughs> Um, no, no, I mean, go pack us, but, uh, we'll get into that. Not, not a whole lot. How about you? No, I get, are we just old and boring? Is this what our life's become? Well, I mean, yeah, I had to go pop a couple antacid after having a, uh, burger from Dairy Queen, because. Josh, I mean, was it the, to be fair, was it the flamethrower burger? Oh yeah, obviously, I'm not no (laughs) mini. Uh, no, I can't say that. I can't say nothing except it happened. On, I'm sure uh, you know a particular listener would be upset if I didn't mention. On Saturday night, we went out to Uda Pills, and uh, some shitty co- cover band was uh, was playing. And uh, it was in the rain, but luckily there was a tent, so we got to sit in a tent in the rain. And honest, honestly, it was kind of a kind of a vibe, you know, it's the rainy vibes. I love a good outside rain vibe when I'm not getting soaked, and then some great, you know, music in the background. I mean, Saturday night was a good time. I'd say I'd say I'd I'd even go so far as to say I had a swell time, Josh. Oh, but otherwise, wow. So with that that regular listener being Walters, I'm guessing. Oh no 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 no, that was the audio owl. Okay, I know Audio Al's a fan, but Walters has a tattoo um, hidden on his body of um, that shitty cover band. It was there. There was a moment in time where every weekend that shitty cover band's playing at so and so. Want to go? He'd How many times did you go? Groups. Um, I don't know. After the first time, it's like, yeah, no, I'm good. But they're solid. I like them. They're good. Josh, I want to let you know you're bringing the heat tonight. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't take my afternoon Adderall. Oh and no! It, it it definitely makes it so the the afternoons from like one o'clock on are very, 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 very lackluster. So we're gonna try and make it through this. What did you guys did you run out gonna... of peanut butter to sneak it into your snacks or what? No, no, no. I just forgetted it. Oh. Okay. Well, I was trying to do a bit, Josh, and now it is lackluster. Well, I, you know, I know it won't be lackluster, Josh, and that is your beautiful rhyming wrap-up of the week. It's uh, something you started doing. I know rhyming and music and poetry is a bit of a bit of a. Um, uh, I don't know if passion is the right word. But certainly an interest of yours, and so the people appreciate you putting your creative mind to paper every week for the people. Um, so without further ado, Josh, go ahead and uh, wrap up this week in a rhyming fashion. Yeah, I'm just going to preface this that going back to what I just said about from like one thirty on being kind of lackluster, I wrote this at about 2. Um, so no, don't, don't judge too hard on this one, Brian, because your words hurt. Um, and so... It's official and falls in full swing. What fun did week three of football bring? The Niners beat the Giants while led by Purdy. Giants offense struggled and their defense gave up 30. 
Detroit destroyed Atlanta with seven sacks on Ritter. Time to sell Kyle Pitts to the highest bidder. Herbert sliced and diced the Vikings D at will. No matter the reason, this is Cousins' fault still. Green Bay induced heart attacks in their more rotund fans this week. An 18-point comeback that left many unable to speak. The Texans wheeled the Jags, who were good for a spell. C.J. Stroud is finding his stride along with Tank Dell. Hackett was bad, and Peyton was supposed to be nifty. Now he's 0-3, and the Dolphins just beat them by 50. The Browns crushed the Titans with the help of King Cooper. Let's not forget that the Browns quarterback forced women to touch his pooper. Bill's defense was zooming and proved trouble for Howell. A certain gunslinger heard comparisons as he watched with a scowl. Carmel is smiling as the Colts end week three with the dub. Minshew's the goat and Jackson's a scrub. Billy B and the Pats stumble into a win against the Jets. For the rest of the year, I'm hitting under on this team's bets. Thielen's resurgence helped Carolina keep things close. Seattle's offense prevailed and Pete Carroll's still gross. <laughs> the Bears stink. Arizona lost to the Cowboys like we all knew. <laughs> Just kidding. Cowboys stink too. Devontae's a dog and scored two duds versus the Steelers. His team still lost and his postgame hit me in the feelers. A rainy evening where Philly beat the Bucks. They played okay, but their run game really sucks. The Rams and the Bengals close out this week's game slate. Kicker heroics help Cincy avoid an undesirable 0-3 fate. Bear stink. Beautiful, Josh. Proud of you. I know. Thanks, I children. Could... That was a great Dr. Seuss, wasn't it? <laughs> it's better than Cat in the Hat, dude. Put that shit in a book. You were going to sell millions of copies. Um, but I, I know I couldn't come up with, I could come up with more than like three rhymes. So you know that takes uh, more talent than I have in my entire body. And you shit it out on a lackluster afternoon. So imagine what you could do when the stars are aligned, Josh. Uh, yeah, I we'll- think like for the big weeks, like the rivalry weeks, uh, maybe like the next time the Packers play the Vikings. For that rhyme, I might just do one rhyme, you know, same same length, but uh, just about that game in general. And I might just, you know, take a hammer to six or seven Adderall and form a couple lines and then do one up each nostril. Oh, brother, you know how to fucking live and you know how to party. That's uh, that's what we want to hear. We'll yeah, move but to on. To make it so the powder doesn't get all like owie in my nose, just got to coat it with some hot sauce. <laughs> Josh, you, you have clearly thought this through. Um, we will move on here to the um, we'll move on here to the fire in the your gut segment. This, of course, inspired by the great John G- Bannon. Get I'll probably play the longer sounder next week, but um, you know we'll just we'll just get a. You have fire in your gut. Better light the fire pretty fast. Josh, we get fire in our gut every week. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And uh, just because of your beautiful wrap-up, I'm going to go first here, talking about some of the fire in my gut. We'll start uh, with Josh's favorite sounders here. Josh, I have some unfortunate fire in my gut from um, 
all the awful sports fans on the internet. Of course, I'm most versed with the Vikings fans, and I should I should have left the Vikings Reddit a long time ago. But we're and I, you know it's not even just internet fans. I'm hearing it from like doom scrolling. You know, yeah, I, I mean I definitely doom scroll. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's adding to my depression. But um, you know I'm hearing it from other people that don't doom scroll, like the Ranch and his like you know old sixty year old buddies. They're all like you know they're starting to be like, is KOC really the guy? Is Quasi really the guy? It's fair to ask the question, but at the same time, it's like. They've been here not even a year and a half. Can we give them a little chance to build their culture? Kwesi came in with zero experience. Is it okay to give the guy a couple years to hone in on his, you know, his quant formulas and everything else? Is it okay that maybe KOC outperformed last year? We won 11 one-score games, I believe it was. Maybe the people should just fucking relax. It's okay to be bad sometimes. Um and so it's just, yeah, that watching people call for coaches and GM's head when they've not even been here two years is just tough. And it's just like, come on, guys. I mean, everyone wanted a change. We got the change. And now you instantly want another change because we've, we're off to an 0-3 start. Like, people get too, I don't know, too up in their own emotions about it. But speaking of emotions, Josh, a little bit of positive fire in my gut. I'm... I'm not normally a big um, tinfoil hat guy, and this could totally be organic, but I'm Al, I see you're in the audience. I'm going to borrow Al's tinfoil hat for a second. I know he likes to throw it on every once in a while. It could be all genuine. It could be all real, Josh. But if it's not, if this Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing is like a uh, like a marketing ploy, a business dealing, it is potentially one of the greatest marketing campaigns I've seen in my entire life. It's one of the few times as a business major I can really, you know, get get bricked up for something like this. But like, if this is if this is um, a big marketing campaign, this is incredible. It's not only it's somehow elevating both Taylor Swift and the NFL, two of the biggest enterprises on the planet, and is making them bigger. This is incredible. Like Taylor just went on a billion dollar tour. The NFL is probably doing I don't know what it is now. It used to be eight bills a year. They're probably doing ten to twelve bills a year these days. It's like holy shit. I don't understand who came up with it. I don't understand what the end goal is. Maybe with this fall of Usher. Um, docu-series or i don't know if it's a docu-series or a documentary or just a show whatever it is with that coming out he was already announced as the nfl halftime show josh what i'm thinking usher's gonna get taken down taylor swift's gonna come in and save the day at the super bowl halftime show that's my tinfall hat theory and that gives me some fire in my gut because again this is one of the greatest business dealings of all time you take an average person on the street they won't know who travis kelsey is but they'll know who taylor swift is you put the power of the nfl with the power of taylor swift this is a global monopoly of people's attention and it's taking over the world uh so let's add some antennas onto your tinfoil hat all right and uh, let's just let's just say that this branch is out to where okay now we're hitting all populations we've got we've got those those himities hobbies that don't know travis kelsey but they know t swift so it just kind of explodes all over the earth then it kind of branches out from there this is going to be what gets aliens to start visiting because they've gotten the AM, FM radio waves coming out with T-Swift popping off. And then they've got this Travis Kelsey fella. And when they get together, they're like, I don't know how to do human math. So I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> That's, you know, all things are possible, Josh. I'm not here to rule anything out. I guess one of the big things, I think I'll post it in the chat either while you're talking or after the show. But it was a TikTok I found. It was just some random girl on TikTok. And she was like, I was just sitting there going through my normal feed. You know, I like a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff. And then, you know, I was liking all the Taylor Swift stuff. And then all of a sudden, now my feed is full of NFL clips. It's like, bro, they're taking over the algorithm with this bit. And so I think it's impressive. Yep. 
So going back to what you said about impatient people, do you think that may be something on Reddit uh, that may, um, one of these stats may be kind of damning to your argument where uh, since 2016, the Vikings have drafted just five defensive players that have started more than 16 games for the team? I mean, wouldn't most of those players be drafted by Rick Spielman, who's no longer the GM? That's true. I guess you. I guess I was just talking about just fandom as a whole, like impatient people. I guess it's been fifty some years. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Any fire in your gut this week, Josh? Um, Jordan Love is love. I don't care. He may not be the most accurate quarterback right now, but Jordan Love is love, and I say that. He could stop throwing footballs for the rest of his career, but the fact that he used his hands to form a heart and his last name is Love, I love that. So that's my positive fire in the gut. He's just having fun with it. My my uh, my rumble guts. Um, yep, thank you for that. I'm just trying to just keep going past it. Uh, my my rumble guts have to do with Brian's team. Brian, your your team is as up and down as a roller coaster can get right now. Um, we're playing full point PPR and there are players out there that single-handedly beat your team. Um, and so it's just one of those things where, you know, you gotta, you gotta find your rhythm, bud. Maybe, maybe adjust the halftime snackies that you put out. I don't know. Um, got to figure something out. Um, granted, don't do it when you play against me because my team is trash as well. So Brian's out there riding that roller coaster going terrible to great to terrible. And that's going to be his whole season. It sounds like. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, speaking of our whole season, um, Moving on to the, yep, because that's, yep. Um, on the fantasy football subreddit, I had noticed a post that somebody had like created a website that pulled data from a thousand different leagues. And in those leagues, only one person in like the 12,000 teams, only one person started both Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert out of 12,000 teams. And that person was the highest scoring team in that league i, mean, I just that found is, that to be a fun fact that is crazy that's one out of twelve thousand. i mean you would expect i mean you wouldn't expect that combo to happen on a lot of teams especially not and especially not starting both of them but the fact that someone did it's cool but one out of twelve thousand does seem like an anomaly you think there are some you think there'd be more like carmel bear when you're drafted all colts players you think there'd be more people who are out there with joking fantasy leagues they'll just be like i'm starting all the dolphins or something you know which i think the fun stat i read was like if you started all dolphins i don't know if the scoring system was but you would have like 203 fantasy points that week yep. or this week which is also insane so yep and so then i use that uh that same website to um because they have a option to plug in your team and then go they'll pull out like a power rank based on your record and win against everybody else and average points per game um and right now our top Five, because that's where my name is. Um, number one, <laughs> we've got Kittle Me This Bait Man uh, with their 3 0 record. Number two, Gar. Pew, 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 Not pew, pew, to pew. disappoint you, but it is Nikita. No! Ridley had a little lamb, two and one. Um, and then you're at three with your 3 0 record. Uh, the only thing that um, separated Six you was. 6 0 record, please. Well, it's, it's based on the head to head matchup piece, but um, against the entire league, um, Nikita would be 29 and 10, and you would be 28 and 11. Um, after that, we've got uh, T um, with his 3 0 record, and then me with my 1 and 2 record. 
Uh, for some reason, Jamie's two and one record is only good for seventh on the power ranking, mainly because she played her dumpster fire brother um, last week, who is down at 12. Uh, at the very bottom of the list, we've got the Skybusters at 13. And what will they do next? Bradley. Oh, no. 14. The two Canup men at scraping it's the bottom. It's too close to duck season. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. I will say, hold on. So we will move on here. We've been rambling for a bit, but I will say I want to give Nikita credit for coming up with a way better team name. I forget what her team name was before, but I remember thinking it was trash. No offense. Ridley had a little lamb is way better, but also Nikita being a higher power rank team than me when I'm three and and she's two and one. This website's obviously an imposter, dude. They don't know what they're doing. Sorry, Nikita. Well, like I said, it was only because when you play against everybody, she must have had like one week where she scored more points than you and then one other person. That's really how they de- develop their power rank record. Well, they're silly. Yeah, well, they have a website we do too. HiddenOaksOverdose.com. Great plug. Um, yep. Weekly recap. Gar, how'd you do? Well, Josh, I'm so glad you asked this. Well, I, at first I found out that I wasn't counting up all my leagues properly. Apparently I was missing the top leagues. I'd inserted a line at the top and then I'd fix the formula. So when I was reporting, I was going five and four in the first two weeks. I was actually going six and four. Um, and this past week, Josh, I went nine and one. My one loss was, of course, to you. You would know that. Not a lot of people would know that, but I lost to Josh. Uh, I did <laughs> I did have Raheem Mostert on the bench, which is unfortunate. Once it made a difference, I would have lost by a lot anyways. I don't think I had enough points available to me if I started the perfect uh, best ball lineup to beat you. But, um, yeah, I uh, my one loss was to Josh. Overall in the season, I am 21-9 and nine head-to-head. That's a 70% winning percentage. That's pretty damn good. Um, using the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, if I were to play every team every week, I would be 238 and 111. So that's a winning percentage of uh, you know that's a winning percentage of 68.19. Batting average 682. I mean, not bad. And again, I'll say it every week, Josh. All I care about is being the best in my most expensive leagues. That'll pay for everything else. That's where my focus goes. And uh, I'm doing the best in my two most expensive leagues. So everything is coming together. Josh, how did you do this last week? Well, it was a bit of a bumpy ride, but I ended up with a 6-3 and three record um, with um, my one loss in the Hidden Oaks Redraft and against the Median. Um, and then the Butt, Sweat, and Beers League. Um, I went into Monday night's games up 10 um, with McPherson going against T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, and Jake Elliott. And I basically chalked that up as a loss, hoping to just get them against the median. And then then big kick Mick puts up a solid 20 spot and, uh, and leads Ladies. me to victory over the undefeated Benjamin Williams. So, yeah, you're welcome. Um, so for the... Overall, on my seasons, I'm 20 and 7 for 74.07. And then using the Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated intellectual property, I am 114 and 51 with a 69.09 win percent. Just always have to be fucking better than me, don't you, Josh? Can, I, can you let me have the spotlight one fucking time? Well, last year it was like this, and then you ended up winning more money than me, so don't worry about it. I'm fucking on to you. We'll move on to the FanDuel Top 3. Um, last week, Josh Walters 
barely beat me out. Him and I were going back and forth all Sunday. The top score of week three was Panic Man Walters with 151.98 points. I was right behind him, just six-tenths away. I had 151.38. And then Vikes Number Man, a.k.a. Steve, a.k.a. Druzer, he got 132 in a distant third. Um, going to the volatile top three, since it's only three weeks in, we have dethroned both... Is it Levi and Brad, I think? Anyways, Vikes yep. number man's up top. The Druzers at 365.8. Josh, you're in second at 362.1. And Panic Man Walters is clinging on to third with 360.54. These will continue to change rapidly, at least for another three, four weeks until, you know, numbers get established. And then uh, we'll kind of see how the leaderboard stays Stop over. Stop the count. <laughs> well, we will not be stopping the count, but we'll see uh, if anyone has put up some really good performances early to hold on to their spots, or if there will still be plenty of turnover um, with some big weeks yet to come. Um, and with that, Josh, we'll go ahead and move on to my favorite segment of the year. This is the Hogs at the Market. Bacon? You don't put bacon in your body. Why not? The worst thing you could put in your body. I love hog. It's fried fat. I eat everything on the pig except the squeal. Oink. All right, Josh, that was the opening bell. Uh, things are live here at the hog market. Josh and I went through some of the top performers of week three. It will not be quite as expansive as last week. We went through a lot of names, 12 in total. This week, I narrowed it down just to six so we get out of here on time. And based on how things are looking right now, I think we'll get out of here just a little bit early. But Josh, some of the top performers week three, I want to know if you're buying or selling them again. I'll say it every week. Everyone's preference is to buy low and sell high, but sometimes your best move is to buy high or sell low, depending on the situation. So, Josh, we'll see if you're buying some of the top performers from week three or if you're selling them and getting out while you still can. Um, we referred to him earlier in the show. We'll start with running back for Miami, Raheem Mostert. He had 203 yards rushing, 30 receiving yards, and four total touchdowns. Um, you know, the scoring changes based on your scoring settings and PPR and all these other things, but Josh, that is a lot of fucking points. But also, A-Chain put up, I think, just a few more points depending on your scoring settings, or maybe universally a couple more points. So, Raheem Mostert, would you buy or sell based on that literal historic performance, or would you sell because A-Chain's right there and going to steal some thunder? Well, as somebody who owns Raheem Mostert in a Dynasty League, we're just going to go ahead and talk that um, he is definitely for sale for a competing team if they are looking for a championship victory. So I will be selling him to myself when I take over as the only undefeated team this week after I stomp Foster into the ground. Um, but no, in in general, I would say I am selling the HN um, the HN emergence. I believe was this week where he touched the ball and was electric. Not to say that Raheem Mostert isn't going to get his, but this is going to be the highest value he has. So I would say if you get an offer, if you're struggling in a position like wide receiver or you want a little bit more stability with a running back, maybe you have Raheem Mostert and uh, HN and you just want to offload one, I'd offload Raheem Mostert because he's probably going to have that most value at this point and you could just roll in the dough. All right, so you are selling Raheem Mostert, and that sounded like that was in both Dynasty and Redraft uh, formats. Did it make a difference to you? Uh, yeah, it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, like I said, I'm selling him to myself because I'm winning it all with him. Okay. 
<laughs> what you're selling. All right, we'll move on, Josh, to a boy you loved, and you maybe had a little bit of panic in this draft season, but uh, things seems like things are all A-OK now. We're talking about running back for the Seattle Seahawks, Kenneth Walker. In week three, he had 97 rush yards, 59 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Josh, are you buying Kenneth Walker, or are you going to sell Kenneth Walker? Oh, I'm buying Kenneth Walker. Um, they had, they brought in Charb, who um, got his touches, and and I I had said it a little bit in the preseason where yeah, it was a little bit nerve wracking, um, especially as a dynasty asset. But um, he's still going to get his, and he's going to utilize what he gets. Um, and he did 97 yards, like you said, two touchdowns, 59 receiving yards. His big knock in the draft, the reason why he wasn't one one in most dynasty leagues, um, was because of his pass catching ability. He's um, improved in that regard. It looks like. Um, so Kenneth Walker is a buy for me. Um, I'm happy that I have him in most of the leagues I have him in. Um, and I just want to go ahead and, and give a shout out to the rules of the deflate these balls league that allowed me to get them because it looks like Brees Hall is done. <laughs> All right. I forgot to play the sound for Raheem Mostert. So Raheem Mostert and Kenneth Walker. I eat everything on the pig except the squeal. Oh, no. Fucking, you were selling Raheem Mostert. Yep, yep, it's fried fat. Damn, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, dude. Fire me as the fucking host producer whatever uh moving on josh to our last running back of the week of the market um, we're going to be talking about james connor running back for the arizona cardinals cardinals with an upset win but also james connor depending on your scoring settings he's rb8 in the league i just happen to be checking him in in the sleep wrap he's having a quietly good season he's not blowing any weeks up but he's been somewhat consistent week one was his worst week week two and three were more consistent and better in week three james connor had 98 yards rushing 18 yards receiving and a touchdown so he's double digit points no matter what your league settings are james connor is he a sneaky rb josh are you gonna buy him or are you gonna sell him yeah i'd i'd say he's a buy at this point um he's not he's not putting up world beater numbers but he's also kind of flying low underneath that um he hasn't had that raheem mostert type game uh so he's gonna be a little bit more reasonable price i feel depending on the league you're in and the people that are in that league um i had said early on nikita drafted him in like the eighth round or something um in our draft i don't know off the top of my head i just know it was later and i said you know i love that pick for that value i think that he's gonna actually have a solid year last year when he was going in like the first two rounds or the second and third round whatever it was um i was like yuck gross um and that proved to be true now now he's in a little bit middle middle of the pack rounds he's he's doing well he's 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 performing at his ADP. All right, James Conner. I eat everything on the pig except the squeal. Moving on, Josh. You mentioned this player earlier, I believe, in your rhyming wrap-up. We have Minnesota favorite um, slash Benedict Arnold, Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Um, in week three, he had 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a tud, all from the arm of Andy Dalton. Shout out. Um but yeah, Adam Thielen, I think he was slow to start the season. I think he was banged up. I don't remember the exact storyline. Obviously, I don't follow him as close because he's now in the NFC South. But Adam Thielen put up uh, 20 points. Are we buying or selling Thielen? This is this is the point where I sell Thielen high. Um, you know, he's, he's a possession receiver who had the opportunity to – uh, show out this week with 11 catches for 145 and a tud. Um, you know, Grant, I would, I mean, selling is what I'd say to do. Um, doesn't mean he's going to fall. He's going to be bad, but I do think that, um, you could, this is going to be the peak of his, his value. That's okay. And I purposely make this bit buying or selling. There's no holding. There's no anything else. It's like you're either endorsing the player or you're you're saying get rid of them. So I, I kind of force you into a black or white stance when it's not quite that simple, but I think it produces better content. So all right, Adam Thielen, Josh is saying. It's fried fat. 
Uh, moving on to a wide receiver for the Browns, we're talking Amari Cooper. He had seven receptions for 116 yards and a tud, just under 20 points in non-PPR, well over 20 in PPR. Josh, are you buying or selling Mr. Cooper? I'm buying. He's a wide receiver one in that team. Um, they lost Chubb, so the ball is the most they're, – they're likely going to say, hey, Deshaun – Go out there and make people forget that you're a horrible, horrible human being and play good football and throw it around a little bit. Um, so Amari Cooper's going to get his. I feel like he was banged up this week or entering the week, and he still put up a solid performance. So I would say um, Amari Cooper is a buy. I eat everything on the pig except the squeal. The last one, Josh, people won't probably might give me a little bit of flack for saying this player didn't have a great performance in week three, but certainly better performance than you think. And I wasn't going to put in fucking like Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill or some like obvious buys into the segment. So I, I scraped a little bit deeper going through the week three performances. And we have wide receiver for the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Calvin Austin. He only had two receptions, but for 72 yards and a tud. So this guy was catching bombs. Um, Calvin Austin is getting, is getting some of the production in the wake of Deontay Johnson being gone. Even though the Steelers are bad, Josh, would you buy Calvin Austin for probably still pretty low still? Or would you try and sell off maybe his best performance he'll get this year? Well, I think the only option is to buy because most waiver wires still have him. Um, and so I'd toss in maybe a buck or two on the uh, free, free agency bid. All right. Sort and sweet. Calvin Austin. I eat everything on the pig except the squeal. And that's to say if he's on your roster, you're a horrible manager and you should be ashamed. I think I have them in uh, the guillotine league, but there's still like 15 teams competing. Uh, moving well, yeah, on, Josh. Different. Yeah, moving on, Josh. To oh, there's the closing bell. That's all we have time for in this week's hog market. Josh, anything else you'd like to say to the people before we get the hell out of here? Al, I appreciate you listening to all of that nonsense, and I do appreciate your team name update in the Champions League. Um, Similar to what I say for drafting offensive linemen, um, why not just draft the good players and leave the bad ones for the rest? Um, that's what the Green Bay Packers tend to do. Um, and so um, you should have done that strategy with your your Champions League. Um, but I do appreciate the team name update. Maybe I'll turn things around. Most likely against me now that I've said that and put that out in the universe. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. If you would like to join our Saturday morning show with a start sit, that's what we'll focus on then. Otherwise, we would love to see your buys or sells in the chats on Tuesday nights. But we will see you 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Go Packers. The Bears are awful. Bears are bad, dude. Well, you I- think they'll get the number one pick two years in a row? Yeah, but they'll probably trade it away for like a number one wide receiver. Or a, yeah, number one wide receiver that doesn't know how to play football. Um, but uh, yeah, watching that team is like pouring alcohol into an open wound and then Jesus. trying to seal it with salt. That's, I, you know, speaking of the doom scrolling, sometimes you see fun nuggets. And some of the biggest concerns I've seen on Reddit so far is that, like, if the Bears get the number one pick, there's a 0% chance they trade with the Vikings. If the Vikes try and trade up, so it's like, all right, we need the Bears to win a couple here so they don't get the number one. Why would the Vikings trade up to number one? What would they have to give? I don't know, Josh, a fucking top eight pick because we fucking stink. I guess, yeah. Moving from two to one probably isn't that expensive. (laughs) All right. I'm going to stop recording now. You're a monster. Get out of here. Go spend time with your loving wife. Go Packers.
All right, Josh, you did such a beautiful job singing. I'm going to ask you to do it one more time. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Wonderful. Thank you.